Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. This is Outlandish Zicky Dice, and you're listening to the All Night Long Podcast. All Night Long It's the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. With the Enforcer. I believe they're called Enforcers, Gordon. I sell women's shoes. And the Stallion. Stallion, baby! I am not what you would call a handsome man. I'll kick you in the nuts and you'll smile at me and like it. All night Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. We are your host, he's the Stallion, I'm the Enforcer, and this week we are joined by I what may, might be my favorite nickname of professional wrestling right now, Space Jesus. Billy Starks, thank you so much for taking time out of your uh, crazy life and or schedule to join the show this week. Thanks for having me, guys. Of course. Well, listen, um, uh, real life stuff going on. The pandemic has kind of sucked the life and the fun out of the year 2020. So before we get into anything wrestling, how has your year been and how has this uh, pandemic affected you inside the ring and out? Um. Honestly, when it first happened, it was like, oh, this is fun. I get a break. I'll have a moment to rest my body. Oh, school's not crazy right now. And then after a week or two, it was like, oh, no, where's <laughs> wrestling? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. But um, I think we've all learned to adapt to our new environment and everything that's going on. Right now, I'm doing online school. Um it's been a lot easier, honestly, for me um, doing online school because um, I still get to do stuff and like my job and everything because um, I'm working. Um, when I was in school, I didn't have a job, but um, the summer I got one and when school started back up, I was worried, oh, I'm going to have to quit my job. But uh, with it being online, I've got to keep my job and wrestle and do school, which makes my schedule crazy. But um it's been nice. <laughs> sure, and you're able to at least move things around and kind of fit everything in. So, see, 2020 isn't all bad. It does have some perks, I, I think I could say. Um, I guess one of the perks for a lot of wrestling fans is being able to catch up on a lot of professional wrestling. And I've got to tell you, I've become familiar with you over probably the last two or three weeks, um, thanks to independentwrestling.tv. 
and uh, Black Label Pro. And they've been putting on some really fun shows for me to catch up on. And um, I definitely want to talk about them. But you've been wrestling um, since you were or training since you were 14 years old. How? Why pro wrestling at 14? What about pro wrestling where you're like, you know what? This is what I want to do at such a young age. I actually started training when I was 13. Um, and I've made up my mind when I was very young that um, what I wanted to do with my wrestling life, like rest of my life was wrestle. And like when I was little, when people asked me what I want to be when I grow up, it was always a wrestler, ice cream dr- driver, or a CSI investigator. Like I was... <laughs> completely out there with all of my jobs but that's, it's cool to have like you need to have awesome <laughs> aspirations though i think that's awesome it's not like oh, i want to work in an office it's like no i want to do something something totally different that's so cool but yeah that's what like my life was growing up i was like yeah this is what i want to do and like um when i was younger i did cheerleading and cross country because i was like oh this will help me with wrestling that's what my mindset was it wasn't like oh these sports are cool it was I want to help myself with wrestling. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. So at, you know, such a young age, and that's true, though, you know, a lot of people say as far as being a professional wrestler, you have to be an actor, a stuntman, and an athlete. So to prepare yourself, you know, even younger, I think that's uh, really super smart. How were you treated when you first went to wrestling school, 13 years old? Were you welcomed, or was it kind of like, oh, she's only going to be here for a couple of weeks kind of thing? Um, I was very welcomed. My first trainer was Rudo Lamada. Um, and he literally took his time and broke down everything for me and, um, taught me the basics and was really, really great. Um, and then I got further training from people up in Indy, such as Trip Cassidy and Jonathan Wolf, um, just helping me develop my character and other stuff like that. And all of them had such welcoming environments and, um, gave me a chance, even though sometimes I was a struggle bus. (laughs) <laughs> um, like I, I have no hops and when we were getting taught up and overs it was just the worst I was like I, my mom showed me a video of like one of my first days of training and I was like oh I cringed I was like Oof. why <laughs> yeah listen first days are always tough but when you know you have a passion for something and you know you love something it's it, it, you'll get past it now when how long were you training before you had your first match um, I believe around six months. It was actually very soon and early on because my, uh, training school had a show. So they let me wrestle. Originally, I was only supposed to be, um, on the pre-show. And then my mom and me sold so many tickets. They were like, everybody's going to leave before, <laughs> after the pre-show. So we're going to have to put you later in the car. not it just stressed me out more. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no pressure. That's, wow. So, I mean, you're, so at that point, you're 13, 14 years old, selling more tickets than really anybody else on the show. How That's got to be an overwhelming feeling, I would imagine, no? It was just a lot of my friends and family, and they knew this is what I loved, so they wanted to come and support me. There is even like other wrestlers who came down and they're like, oh, we finally get to see her wrestle. Um, because uh, before I started wrestling training, um, I was a photographer with my dad who's Mouse Wrestling Adventures. So um, I would go to shows with him and take promos and meet wrestlers. And I gained a lot of connections 
and new people. So when I finally started training, a lot of them were really excited to see what I was going to do. (laughs) Wow. So you've really been around wrestling pretty much forever. Who were some of the people you were watching when you were really young and that made you want to become a professional wrestler? Um, When I first started watching wrestling, it was WWE and then it turned it into NXT. And when I was watching NXT, it was Bailey, Finn Balor, and those people who made me really, really love wrestling. And then I went to my first independent show. And my mom hates this story, but I think it's ridiculous. Where um, we're sitting on the bleachers and Necro Butcher comes out and talks and halfway across the room. And my mom was like, why? Why does she love this? <laughs> <laughs> When your child's first experience to an independent show is Necro Butcher, you know you're going to go one of two ways. Like, you're either in it all the way, or you're like, I'm turning around and leaving right now. That, <laughs> My mom that is, is never, like, the biggest fan of wrestling, but she's always supported, like, whatever I wanted to do. But she was like, she's gotten into the more side of, like, oh, the character stuff, the costumes, the merch, all of that. Um, so she gets really excited on that stuff. But, like, the actual wrestling part, she's like, uh... <laughs> yeah, the physicality, she's not too interested in. It's, like, the storylines and the um, the pomp and circumstance, if you will, of, of the professional wrestling. And, I mean, that's the cool thing about wrestling. Like, not everybody's going to be in it for the same thing. Not everybody's going to watch a New Japan match and enjoy it as much as they would if they watch a Monday Night Raw match. So I think that's, um, that's why the fan base is so incredibly diverse, uh, especially in the year 2020. Now, you said you like the NXT and the W. Did you ever go back and watch any of the older stuff, um, like any of the, from the 80s or for the 90s, or is it kind of just focusing on the way wrestling is now? Um, I've watched a little bit. Honestly, whenever I watch wrestling, I usually don't choose it. It's other people choosing it for me. Like, lots of times, my room's upstairs and the living room's downstairs. When I go down to the living room, there's just wrestling on the TV, and I'll sit down and watch it with my family. It's most of the time, it's like, whatever's on. <laughs> Sure, whatever's on it. That's cool. Listen, in a wrestling household, I think that's super cool. You really can't go wrong. Um, now, you Black Label Pro, they're from Indiana, which is kind of the Midwest, and they really are one of the top independent promotions, you know, period. They have such an amazing array of talent. Um, how did you get noticed by them? So I have been around the Black Label uh, pro community since their first show I was still a photographer and I took pictures there and um, when I did become a wrestler I went to every seminar and um, before I even made my de- debut um, um, Mikey knew who I was and he looked at me and he goes I'll use you but you can't suck that was his words he's like <laughs> <laughs> I was like say less I'll try my best and then before that, I've, I only missed one show, and it was because I had a field trip. And I was like, um, this is the one time I'm going to take a break from wrestling because I'm not on the show. I'm going to go have fun on the school field trip because it was uh, like King's Island. And I was like, this will be fun. <laughs> deserve a break every once in a while. Um, you wrestled Kylie Ray. Tell me about the, uh, the girl who smiled too much and the spoken word before that match. So... The girl that smiled too much was a promo idea that um, J-Rose had, and I really, really liked it. And I was like, yes, uh, I'm completely for this. Let's do it. 
And a lot of times people say they see the similarities between me and Kylie because we just have this love for wrestling. And it really comes through. And in the match, a lot of people said it wasn't like it was just the emotion you could feel while you were watching it. It wasn't even like what we truly did in the ring. It was just everybody watching it could feel that love for wrestling and the energy that we were putting into that match. Yeah, and that match was really um, off the charts. And it's funny, you two kind of mirror each other. Also, somebody else, uh, like like a Candice LeRae, you know, that kind of vibe where happy to be here, just really enjoying the atmosphere and enjoying um, what we're doing. At, at such a young, you know, young age and so young in your career, you've wrestled, I mean, off the top of my head, Marty Bell, Jordan Grace, um, Kylie Ray, Sue Young. How, what is it like to be, you know, so young in your career and having the, uh, people have the confidence in you to wrestle huge names like this. That's got to be a feather in your cap. I just feel like I'm grateful for every opportunity people have given me. And I really do hope that they love everything I do do. And I'm trying my best to give them all I have. Like I am in the ring almost every day a week. I'm there Monday, Tuesday, or Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And if I'm not shows that weekend, I most likely will be in a ring on Sunday. <laughs> wow. That's, and that's just repetition. And like you said, doing what you love. And, you know, I mentioned the Kylie Ray and the Jordan Grace. Uh, recently, you were also in the ring with Jake something. What now, do you prefer wrestling men or wrestling women? Or does it not matter to you as long as they're a good worker? I completely agree with the last thing. Like as long as they're a wrestler, I, I'm having a blast in the ring. Um, I wish I had more opportunities to work, guys. So um, a lot of people um, are like, don't see um, how a woman, a guy can wrestle sometimes. Um, but I feel like a lot of times when you see it and it, you give it a chance, you fall in love with it. Sure. Well, listen, the Undertaker is dead, and he shoots lightning bolts out of his eyes. So if you could believe that, you could believe in a man and a woman in a pro wrestling ring together. Um, you get it. Yeah, of course. Um, have, there, have, have there been any issues with talent refusing to work with you, or have you ran across that where it's anybody just like, no, I don't want to, you know, she's a girl or she's young or anything like that, or has all of your experience has just been on the up and up? Um, I've had a few people who, like, when they – I had one incident where – um, I wrestled Ruthless Lala. She had no idea about my age. I thought she knew because I've been around her so much and I was on other shows with her. And then we had our match. And um, after uh, Pondo, the booker of Girlfriend, walked up to her and was like, how did it feel beating up a kid? She goes, what? <laughs> and uh, I told her my age. And uh, she looked at me and said, you're the same age as my son. <laughs> <laughs> And she went up to my mom and apologized and was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I, I really haven't had any problems with people. Um, a lot of time it's just shock and like, oh, okay. Um, and then I've had times where like uh, a lot of people are afraid to use me because they're like, oh, she's very young. What happens if she gets hurt? And I, I think about it. It's the same as anybody gets hurt. I'm one of the lucky ones where I'm still on my mom's health assurance, so I'm going to be okay. 
<laughs> that is the ultimate making the best out of a bad situation. I think that is uh, that's fantastic. Now you, um, you have a match coming up. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's October third against Diana Perrazzo. She's the Impact Women's Champ, the Virtuosa. Is that one of those matches where it's like? Okay, this match going into it, you know, a good performance will put me on the map because of her status in the business. I believe any match can put you on the mat. Uh, map. Sorry, I have the worst stutter. <laughs> um, okay. But I believe this is a great opportunity to get my name out there even more. And I'm really excited to see what happens October 3rd. Yeah, that's one of the uh, the biggest shows of the year. I think it's going to be uh, an amazing show. Now, um, also, you have some of the coolest merch um, ever at uh, Pro Wrestling Tees, uh, Billy Starks. The Biting T-shirt, I mean, that is uh, that is it's so different. I think it's like one comic book T-shirt on there. So I want to make sure everybody checks out ProWrestlingTees.com slash B-I-L-L-I-E-S-T-A-R-K-Z. And where can people follow you, find out what's going on, all your matches, uh, all over social media? Where can we find you? Um, I, all my social media is at Billy Starks, B-I-L-L-I-E, Starks, S-T-A-R-K-Z. And I also have a big cartel. If you don't like my shirts that are up on Pro Wrestling Tees, you can also go there. Fantastic. And before we let you go, is there anybody that you, I mean, like I said, you've wrestled pretty much the who's who um, so far in the independent scene. Is there any other, you know, women or men that you look out there, you're like, man, I hope I get a chance to wrestle blank someday. Um, I really, really would love to wrestle Millie McKenzie. I know people are tired of me saying it, but she's one of the people I found through um, wrestling. And I was like, oh my God, I love her and I want to be in the ring with her. And I also would love to wrestle Bastard Casty, um, who just started out. He he always tells me I'll kill you, and I was like, No, you won't. <laughs> he's a uh, he's a big fella, and you know I want to make sure people check it out too. I, I mentioned uh, independentwrestling.tv. They are a phenomenal source of all kinds of professional wrestling, um, Black Label Pro. Uh, and Game Changer Wrestling, which I believe you had a match at Game Changer Wrestling last week. Is that true? Yes, I got to do a pre-show at GCW. How how does somebody go from where you are in the professional wrestling world to Game Changer Wrestling? And what was that like? It's honestly just putting in the hard work and showing up. Um, I've been showing up since they came back and their first show in Indy. And I've even gone all the way to Atlantic City to be at their shows. Um, so I was given the opportunity to wrestle in their ring. And it's just putting in that work and showing that you want to be there. Um, and I had a blast. I had a great match with Thunder Kitty. Sadly, I lost. <laughs> it's okay. You know, there's got to be a winner and there's got to be a loser. Are you a fan of some of the stuff GCW does, like the Deathmatch, Million Light Tubes, Piranha? style wrestling or do you prefer to keep it a more traditional style i honestly love all styles of wrestling like i said i fell in love with necro butcher so like i have respect for everybody who does all this crazy stuff i'm like oh my god that's so cool and my mom looks at me and it's like no you you are not doing that and i was like well you can't stop me (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, if once you've started with Necro Butcher, I mean, there's nothing that's going to really surprise you at that point. So, well, uh, listen, Billy Starks, thank you so much. We appreciate your time on the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast, and best of luck to you in a couple weeks against Deanna Perazzo at Turbo Grab 16 for Black Label Pro. We will be watching. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Have a good night. You too.